Welcome to Wellness Realness with Christina Rice. I'm your host, Christina. I'm a nutritional therapy practitioner, holistic health coach, Reiki practitioner, and the creator of ChristinaRiceWellness.com, where you can find my blog, recipes, services, programs, and ebooks. In this podcast, I'll be discussing all things related to health and wellness, and I promise to always keep it very real. Remember my disclaimer the information in this podcast is general health and nutrition advice and is not a replacement for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. If you'd like to submit a question or a topic for me to discuss, submit it on the podcast page at ChristinaRiceWellness.com. Don't forget to subscribe, leave a rating and a review on iTunes, and join our Facebook group, Wellness Wellness Podcast Tribe. It has been quite some time since I have recorded a solo podcast, so I thought it was about time I did so. So much has been going on, and I just want to update you on all of the things and get you up to date on what I have planned for 2020, some changes that are going to roll in, get you up to speed on what's been happening in my life. This time of year in general is crazy, but I feel like it has been quite some time since I've done a general update on the podcast. So that's what today is going to be all about. Just a little chill, catch up, I had a few things I wanted to cover, and then some of you sent in questions in the Facebook group. If you're not already in our Facebook group, Wellness Realness Podcast Tribe, you should definitely join because that's where you can connect with other listeners, and that is something I really want to work on in 2020 is making that group as amazing as possible. So if you're not already in that Facebook group, please join, post in there, comment, interact, get to know each other. I talk to people all the time, clients, friends, random people on the internet about how they have such a hard time finding other people who are like-minded. And I always say, hey, have you posted in the podcast Facebook group and said, does anyone here live in my city? Because that's an awesome way to make friends and get to know people. And I know maybe if you've never done that before, it might seem weird, but it's not weird at all. I've met most of my friends through the internet. I used to think that was weird, but now that I've done it and have created relationships that are so incredibly fulfilling compared to relationships that I used to have just based on proximity and circumstance, I'm all about the initiation of a friendship through Instagram. And anyone who's in that podcast Facebook group is going to be like-minded, right? Because you're listening to the same kind of stuff every week. So definitely hop in there. Sorry, that was a total tangent, but it is something I talk to people about all the time. So I thought I should just say it here. Something I really did want to mention on the podcast, though, is my immense gratitude for anyone who took the time to fill out my 2019 reader survey. I did a similar survey last year and it really helped me understand what type of content my audience enjoys the most, what you are not into, what you want to see more of in the new year. And that really helps me shape what I'm going to do in the next year because I do all this for you guys and I really want to make sure I'm creating content that resonates with you and that you're interested in. So if you want to see more or less of something, this is the place to give me the feedback in a concentrated space 
Kelly and I are going to sit down and go through everything and sort of adjust the content schedule for 2020 according to that feedback. So if you've taken that survey, seriously, thank you so much. It really, really helps me out and I appreciate you taking the time to do that. If you haven't already and you would like to give me that feedback, it just takes a couple minutes and I would love to hear from you. You can go to my Instagram page and in my link tree, it will have a link to my reader survey. It's the 2019 CRW reader survey. So you can just go there. My handle is Christina Rice Wellness. Just go to my link tree in my bio and it should be the top link. And I would really appreciate your feedback. So thank you. So right now I am in Livermore, California, staying with family. I'm going to be here for Christmas. And then the day after Christmas, going to Hawaii. Super excited. And I will be there through New Year's Day. And I cannot wait. I cannot wait to go to Hawaii. I haven't been to Hawaii in so many years. We used to go all the time growing up. So I am really excited to go back. It's going to be really relaxing. I'm going with Michelle Strand, who I'm sure most of you are familiar with. She's been on this podcast a few times and is one of my dearest friends. And I'm really excited to relax with her on the beach, eat all of the fruit and fresh fish and coconuts. And we're going to find matcha. That's the plan. And I am in this state right now where I am really getting ready for 2020 because I feel like 2020 is going to be a really big year for me, a really intense year in a good way. I have so much that I'm hoping to launch and come out with and I know I'm going to need to be really focused and very disciplined. And I might do a separate podcast or blog post about this, but 2019 for me was very much a year of kind of rest, recovery, and focusing on my personal life and doing a lot of behind the scenes and more so building with business rather than launching. It was almost like this past year, I was kind of getting ready to be able to fully launch into everything in 2020. So as as we near the new year, I am getting all my plans ready to go. I'm getting super organized. I'm going to change my daily schedule. I am changing a lot of my content, planning on launching quite a few things, which we'll get into soon, but I'm really excited for it. And I know I need to just be really on the ball and hustle hard and I have gone through waves of hustling so hard and then burning out in the last couple of years. And if you've been with me from the beginning of this podcast or from the beginning of my blog, you've probably seen me go so hard and then crash and burn. And I think in the last year, I'm really learning to get in my flow. And this last year for me needed to be calm. And I had so much personally I had to focus on. So I am really excited to go into 2020 and be able to hustle in a quote balanced way. That is the plan. And organization is key for me, just writing out, mapping out everything I want to do when I want to do it. And being intentional is really where the work comes in. So right now I feel like I am collecting all the data, all the information from you, from me, from my brain, from wherever I need to. I reflected a lot in the last year and 2020. I'm really excited for and energetically. I think a lot of people, a lot of people feel this and I've heard this from so many others. I've talked about this before, what's happening astrologically, energetically coming into this new year. 
2020 is going to be big and it's going to be very positive for many of us in the sense of it might have felt like shit was falling apart at the end of 2019 or even just throughout the year. 2020 is a new portal. It is an opportunity for rebirth. And I feel it particularly in the form of becoming re-inspired and refocused. I felt like 2019, I was kind of all over the place and my brain just couldn't even stop and focus and really be creative in the, in the way I needed to be. So I just let it hang out there. And I think that there was beauty in the mess and the chaos. And now I'm just going to dive in to 2020. I'm super excited about it. And if you felt that the last couple months of 2019 or even 2019 as the whole have been all over the place, things are falling apart, things are wrapping up, culminating, just know that in 2020, that is a really great time as we enter into this second seven-year cycle. It was almost like 2019 was a form of, I don't want to say the earth ending, but an ending. The same way 2012, people thought what the, the world was going to end. Um, that was the previous seven-year cycle, and that was an end. And then we entered into something new and we are going to enter into something new again with 2020. So just trust that good things are going to happen. We had to let go of all that previous shit. Remember, everything happens for us, not to us. So I encourage you to look at it in that way. And when you do, that will give you the opportunity to enter into this new year in the best, most magnetic way possible. And I wanted to share something that my spiritual mentor, well, one of my spiritual mentors shared with me, we have a guide in common. And this guide is my mentor's highest guide. They are in very strong communication all the time. And my mentor channeled a lecture from this guide about 2020. And I wanted to share a little bit of what he said. So this is what my mentor channeled. I'm going to read a little bit of this. He said, I know that for some of you, this has been a very difficult year. Some of you have been through some very difficult things. Through all of this, you have come out stronger. Your levels of surrender and trust are now as never before, and I thank you. Connections in 2020 energetically will be found to be profound if you simply allow. If you just allow our access and energetic availability, you can be as never before. Why 2020? Many of you experienced heightened senses and awareness during some connections this year. This is actually a culmination since your year 2010. This is all universal. The planets, their positions in the universe, the stars, the new stars. The universal planetary influences in the past nine years have been necessary to realign all things universally to then affect and shift the earth plane. These changes are very soon complete. Next, the earth will feel and experience some strong shifts. What does this mean for you? Your surrender steps forward as courage. Your trust follows. You connect with us. You transcend to us in higher consciousness. You reach for divine strength. Ask for divine healing. You invoke divine protection. And in final, ask for divine wisdom, knowledge, and understanding of all things. The planets, the stars, the moon, the sun, the earth, and the universal realms have shifted, which places all of these elements in full alignment to energetically interact with those who connect to it. 
bringing an even more heightened state of connection and receiving. So again, that was channeled through one of my spiritual mentors from one of our guides we have in common. Master Alexander is his name. And I think a lot of you can probably connect with that. So take that with you into 2020. If you meditate, if you communicate with guides, if you connect with the earth, Mama Gaia, if you connect with God, whoever your your higher source is, 2020 is exciting because we can have a much stronger connection with the universe and with source energy. So take advantage of it. And a lot of you guys said that you wanted more more woo-woo, more Reiki, more spirituality, more of all the things on podcast, on my blog. So there we go. There, there we go. Let's bring it back down to this earth plane though. I want to talk a little bit about some things coming up and what, what I'm planning on in 2020 just to get you up to speed because I'm super excited about all of this and would love to hear what you think if you have any thoughts in terms of content and business in terms of where my focus is shifting really on writing. And that means the blog, outside writing projects, and also my podcast. Those are kind of my major focuses. I think a lot of you know that I've been irritated with Instagram. I just feel like the sense of community has been lost. And so if Instagram isn't going to cooperate, then fine, let's take it outside of Instagram. And let's focus on the podcast, the Facebook group, and my website. You know that when you guys leave blog comments, I love that so much. And I want to try and get as many people to be there as possible so that the algorithm can't stop us from connecting. I will obviously still be on Instagram, but that's not where I want to focus my energy. I am hoping to, on the podcast, do a lot more solo episodes and continue with the mix of nutrition, relationship, spirituality, bullshit girl talk, all the things. So excited about that. But the biggest thing that's going to happen is my new website is finally going to be launched this year. (laughs) I thought it was going to be done by the end of this year. Well, first I thought it was going to be done in like March and then it turned into the end of the year. And now it's going to be hopefully beginning of 2020 and been working a lot on that. And I'm really excited and I'm really building out the membership. I've gotten such great feedback about it and I'm just putting it all in there. And I love the content in there and that can just be the way I see it and the way I was explaining it to someone else was it's almost like an ever-growing ebook. So say someone you love to follow on Instagram or your favorite nutritionist or functional medicine doctor puts out an ebook and you pay $10 for it or $27 for it or $50 for it or however much you pay for it, right? You, you get that ebook, you've paid for it, and now you have it. That's it. And they want to make another ebook. So then they put... They put out another ebook and it takes so long and you're just waiting around for it and then you get your other one and then you have it and then you read it and you're done. I like the membership because it is like this living source of knowledge, this living resource that you can just get lost in and there is everything on there from all the recipes, all the workouts. You can have a full workout program just through that. And I know some people pay more than the whole membership cost 
for monthly workout plans. So you can do that. And then also all of the nutrition and health information. And I put protocols back there, a ton of different supplement protocols. I am doing that because I see so many less clients now. So the idea is that I would like you to be able to get as far as you can without a practitioner. Obviously, there are many cases in which you do need a practitioner and extra help, but I would love for you to be able to go go on to that membership and get what you need. For example, so many people have leaky gut, and to get a leaky gut protocol, you could go to a functional medicine doctor and pay $700 for an appointment um, to get the same protocol that I just put on my website, right? <laughs> so... Um, I'm really excited about the membership and growing that, and that is where I'm going to be putting courses. So I'm building a bunch of courses that I'm going to put back there for anyone who has that, as well as monthly um, group calls. So a lot of what I did for my Paleo Woman Lifestyle program, you know, I stopped running that as a group program, but I love love that program and I loved the community and I'm trying to shift it into the membership, it is a really, really cost-effective way to get access to me and have that community. So that membership is just going to be blown up in terms of continuing all the content that's already on there, which is extensive and super helpful. And so many people have told me that that saved them so much and they cannot believe how much I'm putting back there for such a cheap price. So take advantage of it. Um, And then I'm going to put some courses back there. I'm going to have video calls. I'm going to be making videos that are going to be exclusive for the membership section of the website. You can start the membership and cancel the membership at any time you want. So highly encourage you to check it out. And I'm really excited for all of that to be officially launched. Like I said, I mean, I'm like redoing the website just to make the membership portal more user-friendly. But I'm super excited about that. And I know those of you who are already in it already love it. So I think you're going to love it even more. So very, very excited about growing that membership that membership section. And someone asked me, how are the new courses that I'm coming up with going, release date? So I'm working on a few different courses, one of which um, should be out early February. And the other ones will be out hopefully by end of at least one end of January and then hopefully the other one by the end of the next month. I have to see it a lot of it comes down to technology. I have a lot of things that I have done that I've been sitting on. So I'm just waiting for everything to line up. And same with I know some of you guys have been asking about the book. I've mentioned the book and I've been waiting for the website to relaunch so I could have the membership all set up and finish all that. And once all that goes into place, that's when um, we'll get more news on the book. So I've just been kind of sitting on things and I'm really, really excited about it. And something else I really want to get back into this year is blogging. I mean, I blog a lot already, but I really want to try and blog almost daily. I'm thinking of doing a January challenge where I blog every day or five out of seven days a week. I'm still working that up, but I would like to do something like that because I want to blog more regularly and uh, share a lot more personal content on there. Again, I'm trying to move everything from Instagram more so onto the blog. And one of the biggest pieces of feedback I got in that survey and in general was just that people are interested in learning more about my journey and what's going on with me and what's gone on with me 
and there are new people coming to my content all the time. So I'm definitely planning on sharing a lot more about the past, present, all the things. And I know there's, I have so much content to work through and a lot of people get lost, <laughs> lost in blog land because I was blogging as things were happening in college, after college when I was super sick. And even, you know, my most popular podcasts in general, the most downloaded are the ones where I am talking about my personal health journey and on the floor of my room recording, sobbing my brains out. And I think just sharing personal experience is is so powerful and I definitely am going to be focusing more on sharing what I've gone through and what's worked for me because I know a lot of you have struggled with similar issues whether that be the SIBO, the candida, the heavy metals, the possible Lyme disease, chronic inflammatory response, syndrome, amenorrhea, HPA axis dysregulation, of course, generalized anxiety disorder, clinical depression, orthorexia, exercise addiction, all the things. There's so much to talk about. So I definitely want this to be an open space to share about my experiences and your experiences. I've learned that vulnerability is the most beautiful the most beautiful thing and the biggest gift we can offer each other. And when I am vulnerable with you, which I feel completely comfortable with, that opens the door for you to be able to open up with me, with others. And for a lot of people, that looks like getting the help they need. And I just want to continue to create this kind of community where everyone feels like they can't talk about all of this and get the help and support that they deserve. So if you have any questions about any of that, anything that I've shared previously in a blog post on a podcast that you want me to go more in depth with, please, please, please let me know. You can post about it in the Facebook group. You can email me. You can submit it to podcast at christinaricewellness.com. You can submit it on the podcast page on my website, christinaricewellness.com. So keep me updated. Okay, so that's basically the business update, some of the 2020 plans. I just knocked out a couple questions in that explanation. So yeah, let's move on to more more questions and answers. Someone said health update. Woo! Actually, multiple people said health update. Okay, so where are we at? The most recent thing that happened, I think that I talked in depth about was I I published a blog post. I don't even remember when this was about living with chronic illness in general, but also sharing a little bit about the specifics of what's been happening in the last year. And long story short, after struggling for years with all of the digestive issues and hormonal issues in the last year, the biggest thing was detoxing from mold, working through, do I have Lyme disease? There was just a lot going into it, and I felt like I was getting progressively worse in the last year, and things were getting scary for me again neurologically, and I started up on a pretty intense detox protocol, taking lots of different herbs. I put myself on a heavy-duty protocol for hydrogen sulfide SIBO, and then I was also detoxing 
from mold. I was on a Lyme protocol and had intense die off and, you know, all the sauna, all the casserole packs, colonics, dry brushing, all the binders, just all the things. And I was also getting ozone therapy and definitely felt like things were going in the right direction. And then kind of hit a point where my doctor backed out on me. Again, classic. And through all of this, getting really intense downloads spiritually and up-leveling there and getting a lot of confusing messages, so to speak. Not so confusing, but how do I how do I wrap my head around this? How do I grapple with the differences in what my brain says, what my mind's eye sees, what I hear, what my heart says, what my body feels, feeling like a foreigner in my own body and just you know, getting through the day, not feeling like myself, feeling like my brain had turned off. And I was at a place where I had, I I didn't have a doctor anywhere helping me with the mold and Lyme situation, but I was just feeling like I'm going to get better somehow. So I was just waiting and leaning into the spirituality. But at the same time, then I got test results back that my apartment in San Diego had levels of mold that I could not stay in, which turned into I need to move. So I was like, you know what? I'm putting all of this on pause. I need to move. And the holidays were coming up. So then I moved. I found an apartment just a few blocks away from my old apartment, which I was so grateful about because I love the area of San Diego I live in and I moved and had to get rid of a lot of things, a lot of things. And I'm someone who has a lot of things to begin with. I I have a lot of things. I have too many things. And I had to get rid of a lot of things and you basically, you know, you can salvage a good amount, but there's a lot that you have to get rid of. Getting rid of all of my books and go like my diaries and a lot of just like belongings, anything with fabric, anything that can hold on to the the mold, breathe the mold, had to go. So what I kept was mostly dishware and technology. I tried to salvage some clothes, but a lot of them got destroyed in the trying to salvage process. <laughs> and, um, you know, I had to get all new furniture. And moving into my new apartment, it, it felt like the never-ending move because I was getting rid of so much and going back and forth into my old apartment and it, it overlapped with Thanksgiving. I don't even know, but huge shout out to my friends and my parents who helped me a lot with that move and just like just the process of figuring out what you can salvage, what you can't, throwing everything out, and then, you know, washing all your clothes in the meantime, washing the dishes with this and that, and whatever. It's all a mess and it's emotional. I think that's the part that people don't talk about. It's emotional to throw away all of your things and a lot of memories, especially the paper, because the photos, the journals, uh, little pieces of memorabilia that I really didn't want to get rid of. I took photos of a lot of them. I did keep an airtight container of certain things that I wanted to hold on to. Throwing away my books was really hard, but it's just not worth the risk. It's just not worth the risk for, for me personally. So yeah, but I felt so much better 
doing that that clearing energetically, physically, and I didn't even realize how much it was affecting me until I moved into this new apartment. And pretty much immediately, I noticed that my brain was working so much better being in that new apartment, and I felt like I could breathe again. I felt like I could wake up and do work, and even just coming back home here for the last, I'm like going to cry, for the last week, and I feel it again because I didn't go back to the house I grew up in, which I know is super moldy and I can feel it, but even here in a different house that's family is like, I mean, I can tell my brain isn't working well. I feel sick. I feel bogged down. I feel foggy. I feel like I, I've lost brain cells. I feel like I'm not all the way here and I'm just trying, you know, you do what you can, um, but it's scary to not feel like yourself. So I'm really glad that I was able to move and that I do feel so much better in that new place and just getting new furniture, new things energetically was really helpful and a good lesson for me too because I'm such, I just hold on to things that I don't need to and now I'm learning this important lesson of don't get things you don't need and don't hold on to things unless you really need them and really realizing that when you have when you are so afraid to get rid of things, it is a version of a scarcity mindset that needs to go. And I think just because that was so ingrained in me growing up to hold on to everything, you might you might need it in six months, you might need it in two years. I just got used to it. And I'm like, no, right? Abundance. It will come to me if I need it. I can toss it. It'll come to me if I need it. So realizing a lot of the the lessons in magnetism there was super helpful. And during that time, you know, people have been asking about food and the health update. So I made a lot of changes in the last couple months and moving was huge for me in terms of feeling a lot better, really neurologically, um, resting. I rested a lot. And in terms of my diet, I did, uh, I don't know exactly how long it was. It was over 30 days of strict carnivore and that really helped reset me and I'm not gonna lie the first I mean really the first three weeks it was pretty bad like I was having such bad die off my uh, the the transition was hard for me because so much needed to die and then after I got through that um I mean I was basically getting the flu every couple days I couldn't get out of bed I I was actually very scared I couldn't walk. And I was like, I just need to do this for 30 days. And it's that weird thing where you're like, is my body rejecting this because it wants me to not do this? Or is this die off and I need to get the bad shit out? And it was the latter. So I'm really glad I got through that. And eating mostly carnivore um, is really helpful. And since then, I feel like I've been able to kind of refine more of what works for me. And I noticed, so like the last couple of weeks, I have not been mostly carnivore. Um, I've been kind of just eating what's coming up and I notice a clear difference, but it's like, now that I understand what I need to do to feel my best, at least I have that knowledge. So if I need to reset, I need to go back to eating animal products and there's more to that. I'll get into in a second, but you know, I, I noticed, you know, around Thanksgiving and even like this week I have been eating 
a lot more carbohydrates and I'm I'm so inflamed and bloated and my mood is all over the place, my blood sugar is all over the place, but really for me, especially with the physical environment and the nutrition, what bothers me the most, well, the inflammation bothers me, but what really bothers me the most because it interferes with my life is the fatigue and the neurological symptoms. And this goes back to things I've talked about before on the show, especially when I was in college and really sick. I think the hardest part about it for me was feeling that cognitive decline because that was always my identity being very sharp and smart and witty and quick. And I have had to not be so hard on myself and give myself some grace and get a little comfortable with the fact that this is going on and I'm not going to be as sharp or on the ball as I usually am. And sometimes it's just not connecting all the way with my brain, but I do the best I can. I take one day at a time. And if things take me longer to write or to understand or to say, then that's just the way it has to be. And I'm pretty sure that I notice it more than most other people as with anything. So I think it's been a really important lesson for me and helpful for me when I know that if I'm in a a mold-free environment and my nutrition is where it needs to be, which looks like eating carnivore right now, I do feel much better than before. So at least I know what's causing it when I'm feeling shitty. And honestly, I'm okay with that. I think for me, Personally, one of the hardest aspects of chronic illness is when you don't know what's causing symptoms, when you have this unknown and you feel like you're grasping for straws. Is it a supplement? Is it a food? Am I intolerant to this? Is it environmental? Is it my stress? Is it my hormone? Like what, what's going on? Right. But when I, when I know what's going on, at least I feel, I feel like more empowered, even if I'm, you know, knowing I'm making the active choice to, you know, eat these cookies right now. And I'm probably going to pay for it tomorrow, but I'm enjoying it. And that's okay. At least I understand tomorrow why I'm super inflamed and can't think straight. So it's about the understanding. And honestly, it was very validating to realize how much my environment was playing into things. So someone asked how my minimalism project is going. I think I've made a huge improvement for me, like relatively for me in terms of minimalism. I still am probably... Not a, I'm not a minimalist at all compared to regular minimalists, but I'm taking big steps. So I feel like I am learning to be more of a minimalist and I hope to continue to practice that muscle and maybe in a couple of weeks I'll go through and get rid of even more. And I think, you know, just being back home with my family, I realize where all these habits came from and I get back into it, you know, just like being out and, oh, let's get that. Let's do this. I, I mean, I'm I don't even know how I'm coming home with twice as much as I came here with. And Christmas hasn't even happened yet. And I'm not, we're not doing presents for Christmas. So whatever, don't get me started. But I think my minimalism project is going well for, for, for me, (laughs) but has a long way to go in terms of a regular person minimalist. But I got rid of a lot of things I did not think I was going to be able to get rid of. And, just trying to learn to only keep what I actually use. I think also my job, this is an excuse, right? But I think also my job sometimes makes it 
easier for me to hold on to things because companies will send me product, brands will send me things, and it's brand new and it's nice. And maybe I'm not using it now, but I think, oh, well, I don't want to throw it away because it's a brand new product. And I just need to be better about, you know, knowing if I'm not going to use it, donating it, giving it to someone. And I've always, this is why I hate when companies send me things without asking, which is what happens. Because anytime someone asks me if they want, they want something, I say no, because I don't need extra shit laying around. But, you know, it's a work in progress. And in terms of moving into the new apartment, someone asked, did I do a smudging? How is it? How's the new apartment? Am I going to feng shui the apartment? So I did a full energetic clearing of it. I cleared out the extra energies. I did full Reiki on the apartment and just infused positive energy into the space. I'm going to keep up with with clearings and smudging the apartment. And I mean, I love it at first. I wasn't, I at first when I moved in, I thought I was not going to like it as much as my old apartment because my old apartment was super white and aesthetic. And I honestly love this place more than the old place. I have a little bit more room. I have a way bigger bathroom. My kitchen isn't as nice, but my other kitchen wasn't super nice. Anyways, I just feel like it has way better airflow. I I love the new apartment. I haven't feng shui it, but I'm going to use the Bagua map when I get back home. I feel like I've been in flux. So I'm going to use the Bagua map when I get back home to set things up in areas where I want them to be set up. And honestly, I think using the Bagua map to feng shui my last apartment helped me so much. There were different like rituals I did and everything I focused on came to fruition. So that is the status, the status there. And my health feels like it has improved. Like I don't feel like everything is gone, but I feel way better than I did a month and a half ago. I felt a huge improvement moving into this new place. And I think it has to do with the new environment. Longer time on carnivore. I definitely feel like I reverted a bit just coming back home for the holidays. And also when I stopped being carnivore and started eating way more carbs, I felt like I reverted. But overall, I'm definitely feeling a lot better. My brain works so much better in my new place. So things are on on the upswing. And I think that that heavy-duty hydrogen sulfide SIBO protocol I did a while back really, really helped. I will still get gut symptoms, but I think it's food-related and environment-related. And I feel pretty confident that I kicked that SIBO in the butt because it was heavy duty. I had such bad die off and it is all much better there. But, you know, detoxing from mold can take a long time. So that's it's not a rushed process. And I'm hoping coming coming back after the holidays really to reset, kind of overhaul my whole life, my schedule and get back into carnivore slash what I have been finding has been working for me, which I want to talk more about, but the gist of it is eating mostly meat and then also eating mostly meat and then doing intense carb ups with tubers, sometimes berries. I also do well with honey um, and then also certain, certain processed paleo foods. So I do really well with, I eat a lot of this paleo bread from Julian Bakery. I love it. It's so good. Um, And I do really well with that. I also do fine with like coconut oil. So I eat mostly meat and then I can tell when I'm getting cravings or my hormones feel weird or I just eat a lot of carbs. So I eat squashes and sweet potatoes, berries, um, 
and I kind of just do a huge carb up and then I will start to get sick of it and then I go back to meat. And I've been feeling way better like that. And it feels very natural and primal. And then also processed paleo foods, which, you know, I need, oh God, I could go on about this, but I have been talking to quite a few people who have been eating similarly and found this has worked for them, but no one really is really talking about it. But I do really well with paleo bars, like bars, the paleo bread, um, like packaged foods that are pre-processed. They're going down well, as long as they have clean ingredients, right? So that's been working for me. And I want to talk more about that more about that in a separate post, but it's super interesting and it's just funny for me reflecting on, you know, I've been so deep into into nutrition science for so many years now and what I thought of as the perfect nutritionally balanced plate a year ago, two years ago, three years ago, five years ago is so different than what I think now and I just think that the whole carnivore trend flipped everything we know about nutrition on its head And I really feel grateful for this whole experience because I've had to figure out what works for me and my body. And it's made me so much better able to help individualize the nutrition for my clients and the people I talk to. Because what I recommend to somebody whose general population, no health issues is going to be different from someone who's more general population, some health issues, some digestive issues. What I recommend is somebody who has chronic illness may be different from someone with something acute. Autoimmune disease would be separate from simply, you know, gut issues, the way people live their lives and their stress levels. It's all, it all plays a factor. And I think that everything comes down to bioindividuality. And had you asked me three years ago about eating mostly meat I would have been like, no, you need your three cups of vegetables, your four to six ounces of protein, your healthy fat, up to a cup of carbs. And that's a really great starting point for someone and what somebody who's in the general population should probably be eating like. But if you have autoimmune disease and you're reacting to all the lectins found in different plants, then that's going to be different for you. And for some people, it might look like the complete opposite. For some people, it might look like heavily plant-based with far less animal protein. So it's been a learning experience. I'm really into it. Okay, so next question is about fitness and fitness update. And before I get into this, I want to talk about today's sponsor, Comrade Compression Socks, because this is highly relevant, because compression socks are something that can be amazing for muscle recovery that not many people think about. I'm actually wearing mine right now, and I'm for sure bringing these on my plane ride to Hawaii. I used to think that compression socks were only for old people or medical use, and that they were ugly and uncomfortable. And I have dealt for a long time with a lot of swelling in my legs, and I know a lot of my friends and clients also deal with this as well. I think especially if you deal with autoimmune disease, it tends to come up more, the daily swelling in the legs. But if you stand for long periods of time or sit for long periods of time, you probably have noticed your legs might get swollen. And that's why one of my friends recommended Comrade Socks, and I looked them up, and I loved that they had so many styles. They looked like normal socks, and they had a lot of science to back them up. I love Comrade Socks because they are true graduated compression socks that increase your circulation, helping blood travel up from your feet toward your heart. That means more energized legs, less pain and swelling, and more comfort in your legs. They also have smart silver 
antimicrobial technology, which prevents any odor-causing bacteria, so your socks will stay fresher for longer, and they are super comfortable. They have a padded toe and heel cushion and slide-free cuffs, so they stay in place all day long. Like I said, these are great for travel if you sit and or stand for long periods of time, if you work out and want to speed up your muscle recovery after workouts, and also if you're pregnant and you want to prevent swelling in your legs, these are a great option for you. And they have so many different styles and colors. I'm just wearing plain black ones right now. They have plain white ones, but I love the pink ombre ones. I love the varsity stripe socks. They also have a wide calf option if you have wider calves. So there are just so many options and I highly recommend checking them out. So if you want to get your hands on a pair of Comrade compression socks, just go to comradesocks.com. That's C-O-M-R-A-D-S-O-C-K-S.com and use my code CRW for 20% off. Again, that's comradesocks.com, C-O-M-R-A-D-S-O-C-K-S.com and use that code CRW for 20% off. So what's my fitness update? Whew, things have changed a lot. Oh man, my fitness journey went from no exercise, pretending to be a cardio bunny, pretending like I was a bodybuilder, exercise addiction, quitting all exercise, doing yoga, getting back into training, and doing all types of programs over the years, different trainers, had a lot of fun. But what's been happening recently, well, first of all, when my body basically was shutting down from mold illness, and who knows if I have Lyme, had Lyme. This is a whole separate controversial topic, but whatever. When my body was shutting down, I really couldn't handle that. And my body just couldn't pick up a heavy weight. Um, Absolutely not. So the last couple couple months... um, I stopped lifting any weights and was mostly just doing body body weight exercises, going periods of time, just like not doing any workouts besides walking and relaxing. I lost a ton of inflammation when I just stopped exercising for a long time. When I exercise regularly, I definitely get more inflamed, but it also helps with my mood and my energy and my sleep. So there's a balance there, but I have not lifted a weight in a long time. And especially with moving and the holidays, things just got crazy and I have to prioritize sleep and what needs to get done on the to-do list. So I've been super chill about workouts and I wake up every day and it's very intuitive. I, my favorite form of exercise right now has been basically dance parties in my room. Um, those are, those are the best. (laughs) And I just in general, I want to talk more about this, but I have been working with a human design coach because I've been diving really deep into my human design and really wanting to try more and more to live according to my design, which is a generator and learning to listen to my sacral response. And when it comes to exercise and movement, and this also ties in with like my astrology chart and it's like, I'm someone who needs to rest, but I can also get burnt out really easily. And it's a lot about like, what does your body want? And if I am doing something Basically, I shouldn't be doing something if I feel like I should do it. I need to have that sacral uh-huh response. You know, it's everything's an uh-huh or an uh-uh. And if it's an uh-uh, uh-uh, but I, sh- I think I should do it, then no, 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 can't do it. So basically what I really like, I've been doing kind of just like low-key, low-intensity, low-impact workouts. When I work out, I've been taking a lot more rest days and I don't really have a set schedule. So I couldn't even tell you how many days a week I work out. Some days I work out five days a week, but when I work out, it's all super low impact. And other days 
I mean, like around Thanksgiving, I didn't work out for like two weeks. Um, sometimes it's just walking. Sometimes it's a lot of dance parties in my room. Um, who knows? Maybe I'll become an Irish dancer again. Throwback to me when I was 10. Anyways, that's basically what's been going on. And I also found out I had diastasis recti, which usually only happens to pregnant women, but it can happen if you have gut issues and, um, yeah, happened to me and finding about finding out about that. I can't do any front loaded exercises or direct ab work. So I had to change a lot of what I was doing and get rid of a lot of exercises. So, you know, no bent over rows and no deadlifts and no direct ab work. And so shifting a lot of my workouts and focusing more on healing the DR was more of my has been more of my priority and it cuts out a lot of exercise. So I've just been trying to like chill and do what I can. And that's, that's what's been going on. Someone who I really love her workouts. And I post a lot of low impact body weight workouts on my membership site too. So I do a lot of those. And I also really like, I don't know how you pronounce her name, Dana Landgren on Instagram. She posts a lot of great, um, low impact workouts that I like in a lot of them. She labels if they're DR friendly or not. So I'm focusing a lot more on trying to heal, heal that and not really anything else. And I definitely lost a ton of strength. Like I just, I realized this the other day, uh, I'm like, Oh my God, not lifting a weight for like a month and a half. I'm so much weaker, but I think it'll be good because by the time I'm ready to go back to lifting weights, I'll have a goal, you know, I'll have, I can just try and get back to where I was at before. But I think also I'm at this season in my life and with the autoimmunity where I think my body is just not, I need to be doing low impact, low intensity exercise in general, because I have so much fire. I'm such an Aries and my body needs to cool down. So that's kind of what's been happening with that. Someone also asked, Do I still struggle with anxiety sometimes or is it completely gone? I would say I definitely, I definitely struggle with stress and I'll feel anxious, but I do not categorize myself as having anxiety as in having an anxiety disorder. Like I had generalized anxiety disorder for so long and I know what that feels like. And it's like this overarching cloud of anxiety and seeing the world through a very specific lens. And I saw the world through that lens for a long time and I don't feel that at all anymore in that in that way. That doesn't mean I don't get anxious at times or feel stressed. I do, but it just feels completely differently in my body. And I think it's funny because I think a lot of people think I'm a lot more stressed out or anxious than I am just because of the way I talk and the way I express myself and the way it comes across. Like I'm sure my friend Liz will listen to this, but we always have this conversation. She'll be like, just, you don't need to be stressed out. You're so stressed out. And I say, girl, don't tell me I'm stressed. I'm not stressed. This is just how I talk. And And I think sometimes people hear what I'm saying or doing and they, it might stress them out. And so they interpret it as me feeling stressed out. And that's, that's not it. It's just like how I talk and organize my thoughts. But overall, um, I don't feel like, I mean, I definitely don't have an anxiety disorder any at all anymore, but I do still sometimes get anxious and I definitely notice my mood shift. Like if I feel like I'm seeing, you know, I'm having an anxious day or a couple days or a week. I, I typically know what it's from, and it's usually if I've eaten too much chocolate, too many carbohydrates, 
too, too much sugar, um, it's linked with that. Or if I don't get enough sleep, if I don't get enough sleep, I, I feel just unwell and unstable. If I do not meditate regularly, I also will feel a bit more stressed. I'll see the world in a different way. And so just making sure I get, I, I keep those practices in my life are important. Meditation, keeping my nutrition on point, knowing like when, you know, when to pull back. If I'm feeling anxious, I need to stop eating so much chocolate, right? Or carbohydrates, whatever. But that's why like going back to carnivore helps me feel so much better. Um, taking time for myself, getting enough sleep. I really need some downtime. If I go a couple days without any me time, like just the last, the last week has been kind of intense for me. I think staying with family, it's like, I'm never alone. And if I don't have any time when I'm alone where I'm just like not talking and like in my space, I get, I get a little overwhelmed. I recharge by, by being alone and being with my thoughts. So those are things that I pay attention to. So sometimes I do get anxious and obviously there are situations that, you know, I I start to feel stressed or anxious, but I've learned so much about thought shifting that I feel like anything that gives me anxiety doesn't really anymore because I can usually recognize it, let myself feel it, sit with it and it will pass or let myself feel it, shift the thought and see it in a new way. So that has been super powerful for me. Okay, someone asked my favorite gentle methods to support detox is quick. So I would say castor oil packs. I think that's a really easy, gentle way to detox because you can just do it for a short amount. If you can handle rebounding, love that. And even just dry brushing. I feel like that's that's all pretty gentle. And I mean, if you want to talk really gentle, dandelion tea. Sipping some right now. What is my morning routine? I plan to overhaul my morning routine in 2020. If I have a day that's normal, I, I feel like I've not had a routine in like a month because of the moving and the holidays and everything that's happening. If I have a day to myself, I get up, I oil pull, I rebound, I have some tea, hot water, colostrum, Four Sigmatic, whatever I'm having that morning. I like to kind of collect myself. Um, I usually at that point decide if I want to do some kind of workout or if I just want to go on a walk or if I want to dance around in my apartment, whatever. I have that time and that's kind of my my morning routine. I need my morning to be me time, but I really want to shift 2020. I'm still trying to figure this out. I'll have to keep you updated. I'm trying to decide if I want to wake up super early and just write for like hours, tune out the world and then, and then engage with the world after noon or if I want to have that writing process in the evening. So I'll figure that out. And let's cover this, this one, men and dating. Are you going out dating guys? Do you want to have a relationship? On the new Mind Pump episode, you talked about this new dating app. Do you use it? I don't use that dating app. On the Mind Pump episode, we were talking about, it's things called Digidate. I haven't used that, but it's basically your, they test your genetics and then tell you if you are a good match for someone. I think this is just I'm not into it. First of all, I don't know who would pay. Like, I just feel like people wouldn't pay. You have to pay to get your genetics tested, right? And I also just think that's weird. And I think we are getting so far removed from trusting our own instincts that this is problematic. And I'm like, at what point can we just 
not relate to the other sex anymore and have it all done for us. I just, I don't really see that going very well, but I don't know. Who knows? People still eat at Wendy's, so I I don't know. I don't know what, what's going to catch on with the masses. The only dating app I really used was Hinge. Like, I went on Tinder one time as a joke for a podcast episode, like, three years ago. I, I don't even know. And I've, I've only met up with people off of Hinge before. I feel like I went on a lot of dates in 2019, and then when all of this shit went down with, with like, the mold illness and the Lyme detox protocol, and I just got overwhelmed, and I was like, uh, done. I can't handle going on dates because it's a lot of work, and after a while, it gets kind of stale and discouraging, but also just being at a place where I'm where I'm thinking I have so much else going on and so many career goals right now. I have plenty else to focus on. So this can be on the back burner for a bit. And I set that intention. This just goes to show when you release all resistance, what happens. And as soon as you're not, you're not trying, something shows up. But I ended up going on a date a couple of weeks later and it went very well. I was pretty taken aback because to be honest, I wasn't expecting that much just because of previous experiences. You know, when you go on so many dates that aren't exactly what you're looking for, over time, you just kind of get used to that. And so I was, I went on this date and I was like, oh yeah, I'm sure I'll have fun, whatever, why not? And I didn't know that much about him. And it was, it was a great date. I was I was incredibly impressed, which is rare. Anyways, long story short, we've been dating since then. People have been asking me who is in my Instagram stories. I haven't showed his face, but you've probably seen his hands and feet. So that's him. And yeah, I don't really... I mean, I could give a lot of detail, but we're nearing up on the end of the podcast and... I don't know how much detail he wants me to say. It's it's juicy content, though. It's rich content. So I might have to talk more about it at a different time. But I am really happy and still kind of confused how this all just happened. I think both of us were a little shocked. But not going to question it. Going to enjoy it. And I definitely manifested him. I haven't even told him this. But I definitely manifested him like detailed without realizing it this is why i'm telling you the bago map works but you know we can talk about this more later but i'm really happy and i am very grateful that he's in my life now i think energetically this was really the right time for this to be happening even though i didn't think it was he challenges me and motivates me and teaches me and makes me laugh harder than anyone else. I have so much respect for him and I've become a total softie because this is what happens. And you know what? It's good for me. But this has definitely been affecting my sleep schedule and my daily routine, but I'm not mad about it. So if you've been wondering who has been in my Instagram stories, that 
is who. And a bunch of different psychics and astrologers totally predicted him, which brings me to answering the last question. Someone asked, what are examples of some good questions to ask an astrologist? I finally took the plunge and booked an appointment. Awesome. Well, if there's something that's been on your mind, I would definitely ask that. But I think some good questions to ask an astrologist would be, what is your soul's purpose? What were you put on this earth to do? What should your role be here? As well as what will allow your soul to expand the most? Is there a certain type of work you should be doing? Is there a certain type of location you should be living in? Or even looking at where on the map you should be can be helpful. What to know about your Saturn return and going into your Saturn return. So for example, for me, it's going to be reevaluating a lot of my relationships and getting rid of relationships. So now knowing that I can go into those years ready to let go of relationships that are no longer serving me and knowing that is for my greatest good and that it will allow me to get through my Saturn return much more easily. I mean, I would... I, I would want to know. Again, some people don't want to know any of this, but are there any big things in my chart that stand out in terms of time periods where I, I might have more struggle, whether that be financially or in terms of health? If you're interested in relationships, then what energetically is the best time for you to focus on that? I think also in terms of just coming into this world, well, obviously, asking about your signs, um, your sun sign, your moon sign, your rising sign. But I think it'd be really validating to just have them talk about your soul coming into, into this body and what was your childhood like energetically, what was going on. Just kind of hearing that can explain so much and what, what shaped your personality in the world. For me, it was a lot of, I put myself out there a lot and then shaped my personality according to the feedback I got from the external world. And looking back now, I realized how much of who I had become for a long time wasn't really me. It was just what I put out there that was the true me. And because of that feedback I got, I changed for so long and I lost myself for a really long time through that. And understanding that as well as, you know, things that happened with family and the energetics behind that, it can be really validating and eye-opening to understand, like, this was what my soul was supposed to experience to expand in the greatest way. And this was not something that happened to me. It happened for me. And, and this is why I'm here, you know. And for some people, this life is about material gain and security. And for other people, this life is about relationships and love and for others it might be about public service and doing work for others for some people you might be meant to affect people on a large scale others maybe just in terms of community some people are meant to be the foundation for others to build upon and others are meant to be the star at the top of the tree. I just think that it's really helpful to understand your soul's purpose and what will make what will make it feel most fulfilled and what you're meant to come out of this life with. I think it's really interesting, but a good astrologer will will share with you the most important parts of your chart. So, definitely let them let them do their thing and if you have a specific 
thing that you're wondering about in terms of when is a good time in my life to look at this or do this, then ask and see what comes up. So that's going to be it for the questions today. Thanks so much for everyone who sent in questions and I'm glad we had an update on the state of the union. That is my life. So thanks for being here. Like I said, I want to do a lot more solo episodes in 2020 and would love to know about the specific topics you would like me to cover. So please, please, please let me know. You can send that in to podcast at christinaricewellness.com. You can post about it in the podcast Facebook group, Wellness Realness Podcast Tribe, or really just submit it to me. Anyway, I just want to hear your feedback. So don't forget to take my 2019 reader survey if you haven't already linked in my link tree on my Instagram bio and make sure you join our podcast Facebook group, Wellness Realness Podcast Tribe. And you can post questions that you want me to answer in episodes in there too. Let me know what you want to hear more of or less of. If you haven't already, please leave a rating and a review on iTunes to show your support for the show and let me know that I should continue to put out content like this and if you liked the episode it would mean the world to me if you shared it on social media just make sure you tag me tag wellness Realness podcast and that way i can say thank you okay i hope you are having an awesome holiday have a great rest of your week and i'll chat with you again next time bye